Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, amateur podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. We're going to get to know the skiers and riders in this year's film, Face of Winter, presented by Volkswagen. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there are no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are going to go beyond the curated Instagram pages and dig deeper than just the stories of getting sponsored. It's time to strip off the layers and get to know the person underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear. Hey, everybody. This is Amy Ingerbretson, and welcome to Long Underwear. Today on the podcast, we have Dash Long, longtime ski hero, and I would have to say the biggest, floatiest threes in the business. Welcome, Dash. Hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming on Long Underwear. Um, yeah, so you, how long have you been skiing professionally? Like close, a long time. Like close to 20 years. Yeah, like you started so, in your teens. Yeah, I was like, I think I got sponsored 13. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Long, long run. And, um, but so somehow in 20 some odd years of filming with TGR and all kinds of people, this was your first Warren Miller movie. Yeah, somehow. It's pretty wild. Was that like, did you want to be in Warren Miller? Is that kind of like a bucket list kind of, like, did you grow up going to the films or anything? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Warren Miller's been, I mean, a fixture forever. Um, I... When I was younger, I wouldn't say it was a goal, but over the last few years, it's like it's obviously a rad thing to check off the list. Yeah, and it's like an institution. Yeah, it's an institution, and everyone who's a part of the program is super cool. Um, and there's a lot of like cool legendary people that are still a part of it, like Tom Day. Yeah, Tom and Day is the man. Yeah. You're so lucky. Tom Day is one of the long. T- I mean, he's been filming for Miller forever, and he's mm-hmm. a squaw local and. He's just a Buddha, I think. He's amazing. Totally. Well, <laughs> and I remember seeing him in ski movies when I was a kid. Totally. Well, so you so you filmed in Alaska, and I remember being up there filming with him in Alaska a few years back for Warren Miller, and he would just point out the window, and he'd be like, because he went up there like with the first ever helicopter skiing company in Valdez, Alaska, and he would just point at stuff and be like, oh, yeah, we had first descent on that and first descent on that, and he was like talking about like, big lines like meteorite and stuff that like I was like you what a cowboy yeah (laughs) yeah he's been around the block he's he's a legend have you so you guys were at points north yeah we were at points north and it was my second time there first time on a Warren Miller trip it was a real slim package it was just Tom myself and um Jim Ryan so yeah it was really pretty cool experience and so it was kind of like challenging snow conditions. Alaska did not have a good year. Yeah. Yeah. But you've been, how many times have you filmed in Alaska? Like tons. Yeah. Over a handful. Yeah. Yeah. And so you were up there with Jim Ryan and it was his first time filming for any ski movie. And it was his first time in Alaska. And like you were like the mega vet. Like what was that like? Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Cause I, I guess every time I've gone to Alaska, there's been more experience, um, uh, Alaska skiers um, on the trip but yeah he was super cool I mean when he first got off the plane like I could tell he was nervous (laughs) you could just see it in his eyes (laughs) and um, he's already kind of like quiet you know I think it takes him a little while to open up just that's his type of personality Um, but we we bonded pretty well Um, and yeah I've 
I'm like, I like kind of taking people under my wing a little bit in a sense, you know? Yeah. I'm not one of those guys who's ever been into like keeping this for myself. It's like, it's all about, you know, having fun with your friends and making something cool happen. And you need a team of people to pull that off. Totally. um, And it's, it's all about bringing new guys in. Like it's, and there's nothing cooler than seeing hungry guys, especially hungry guys that are humble. There's, there's the the other way. And that's, (laughs) that can be a little tough to be around. Sure. It makes filming a little tough. Do you remember your first ski trip to Alaska? Your first film trip up there? Um, yeah. I mean, were you nervous? You had to have been. Yeah, I was so young and so, like, I didn't didn't know about how big mountains were that I was even skiing in. I mean, I think I was, I think I was 18 or something. Or no, not even. Yeah, 17 or 18. Wow. Yeah. So it was almost like you, maybe like, naive was your friend, being naive was your friend. Yeah, maybe so. I mean... And I was not with experienced people, like or experienced AK, like big mountain skiers. Um, and it was it was actually it was kind of a different trip. It wasn't like for a big production company mm-hmm. um, that first time. But then my first trip with with TGR, uh, established production company. Um, I wouldn't say I was nervous that much, just because it was like all my friends that I'd been on plenty of other trips with. Um, and I was kind of, I was feeling pretty good about my skiing at that point in the season, that particular season. That's good. That's like the best possible scenario to roll into that. Right. Um, I really like your guys' segment because it incorporates a lot of archival footage from all the years of Warren Miller specifically going to Points North. And so, I mean, so I've never been to Points North. What makes it so special? I feel like it's like the legendary spot up there. Like, yeah. having been there a couple yeah. times, like, yeah, why? Why Points North? Um, so, it's in a unique location because uh, you can ski some of those Valdez uh, classic lines, like Meteorite, like you brought up. Yeah, Meteorite's um, in, and isn't K2 in as well? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. I mean... Or Pontoon, that's yeah, what I pontoon. meant. Yeah, Pontoon. K2. K2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pontoon is a, is a big classic, like, iconic. Yeah, um, yeah. and then... Uh, the Sphinx and the Fin mm-hmm. on that wall, those are like, I mean, those have been in ski movies since people started going to Alaska. But um, anyway, uh, they, because they're based out of Cordova, they have, they have a little bit different weather pattern than Valdez, um, but they can, they can access similar mountains from just from that lower coast, yeah, basically. Totally. Um, and, yeah, there's a little, there's a cool little town there. Um, it's a fishing town. It's on, it's on a cool sound that comes in and goes right back up into the mountains. And you're like, you're, you're right there on the water at mm-hmm. an old cannery. Um, really? Yeah. That's cool. So, so the atmosphere is pretty tight too. Yeah. But I, I also think I like it uh, on a different level too because um, Kevin and Jessica are like Tahoe people and a lot of people that work there are Tahoe people. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the first heli ski operation that I grew up hearing about. Totally. Um, and it was, you know, when I was a teenager, it was like points north, points north, dudes on the chairlift at Squaw. Totally. And probably you too. Yeah, same. Um, so I think that's like another another kind of deep-rooted 
it's like ingrained in our minds to just like fantasize about this this points north we hear so much yeah totally but as far as the skiing goes it's like it's top-notch chugach skiing totally yeah totally no i hopefully someday i'll get to go there and thank you um yeah so you are a dad of two darling little girls and i want to know are you teaching them to ski i am how how old are they uh, our oldest daughter, Alden, is three and a half. Yeah. Um, and she... Oh, she's... She, gosh, she seems so old. It's because she's... She's only three and a half? She talks a Whoa, lot. Whoa, she's sassy. <laughs> she's sassy. Dude, she's watch smart. out. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. And then Theron's still really young then. Theron's one and a half, yeah. Okay, so, so she is rode, she skiing yet? She rode in the pack okay. last year. And, um, Alden... Alden was on skis before her second birthday. Yeah, nice. So before she was two. Well, Theron will probably yeah. get there then too. Yeah. Yeah. Do and they like, like it? Yeah, they do. I mean, they do for sure. There's, or do they there's like those, the hot chocolate more? <laughs> well, there's those moments where I think it's just tough kind of, you know. Yeah. When you're like a two-year-old, things are a little bit tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things tough. Some things are easier, but. <laughs> yeah. Like walking under tables. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I want to just like scream and throw a tissue fit to get my way. <laughs> But that's not appropriate when you're. I mean, I think you probably all want to, but it doesn't. You learn pretty quick. It doesn't get you anywhere in life. Totally, totally. Well, uh, we're kind of getting. Well, we're already past our time. We talked about skiing for way too long already. Um, So you know the drill. Where um, I told you before the show, everybody listening knows the drill. No more skiing on the podcast. We call it the S word. No more S word. And um, coming up with a new rule: if you say the S word, you owe me a cookie. A cookie. Yeah, and I want it to be like a nice cookie. Well, I was wondering why we were talking about it so much. I know, sorry. We just got it. It's hard. That's why I came up with the concept of this show is because it's actually really hard for me to not talk about skiing right. too. So it's a challenge. So ready? Up for the challenge? No more skiing? I'm done. Okay, done. Okay, so I think that there's something that maybe not everyone knows about you. You're a twin. Mm-hmm. You have a twin brother. Yeah. So I, like, I want to know what it was like growing up as a twin. Did you guys ever do any like jokes on people did you ever pull off any parent trap type things like what's it like having someone out in the world with the exact same face as you well you know we didn't really we didn't really screw with people that much honestly yeah i mean we (laughs) we tried sometimes i think we like swapped classes sometimes yeah but yeah i know we didn't really do that all that much but um i think the coolest part about it was like just having built-in best friend yeah Um, and yeah, we're like, we're, we definitely have a connection. Like that's what I was going to ask. Do you have that kind of, um, oh, yeah. un, an intangible connection that people oh, yeah. talk about with twins? There are crazy parallels, yeah. like absolutely crazy parallels. Um, that I, I definitely think there's like some, uh, I mean, we're, we do sort of like really similar things at the exact same time halfway across the globe. He lives in Europe. Um, Oftentimes, when we haven't seen each other for months or even like a year, we'll show up and we'll be wearing like very similar clothes. I mean, maybe different fit kind mm-hmm. of because he's got a little bit different style now. Mm-hmm. But like jeans, wedge shirt, like Sims kind of style. I feel like talking about style, we have to bring up the fact that you're wearing a shirt with pink flamingos all over it right now. <laughs> That's right. I feel like if you are ever wearing a pink flamingo shirt and your brother shows up wearing a pink flamingo shirt, you need to take a picture and send that to me because that would be crazy. <laughs> but would, I like the shirt. That would be crazy. The that shirt's good. Crazy. Yeah, that – I mean, I think more so than just the clothing thing, it's, it's like we, we go through 
similar phases and developmental things in life we always have like within a year of each mm-hmm. other a lot of times um and we have these like realizations about the world that we'll talk about later and we're, I'm like well we're on the same page about that yeah That's we crazy. haven't talked about it at all like you you've discovered that very similar sort of mentality or thought process that I have in a completely different way, in a different part of the world, doing something totally different and talking to different people. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. Those are actually connected. That'd yeah. be cool. I think it'd be cool to have Well, we have the same DNA. Totally. And, and I think there's something to be said about, um, you know, there, it's like, like a quantum physics type of uh, it, um, enmeshment or whatever. Um, I'm slipping on the term right now, but... <laughs> Uh, it's like your your molecules are sort of mashed and doing something similar, even though they're like, yeah. separated from each totally. other. Totally, yeah, totally. Well, that's like a whole world. I mean, it sounds like a sci-fi movie premise right there, but I think it's a really cool thing that um, quantum entanglement. Quantum entanglement. Called. Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, so it's a known thing where like certain particles act the same way that are from the same sort of place or or form and then they yeah. you know they separate them bring them to different places and they sort they of still behave similar. the same yeah exactly so it's it's a molecular sameness between you and your brother yeah we're from the same egg i love it yeah. that's so cool yeah. that's so cool um okay this like kind of switching gears into like more of like an icebreaker type question or fun exercise if you dash long could rule the world for one day what would you do <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. I know it's kind of a it's kind of a daunting question. I think with this at this day and age, but yeah, um, you just yeah, had one day, one day there. to like put something out there. Like, what would it be? Well, I think I'd I think I'd probably try to somehow send a message that we don't have to worry about the future and like maybe to stop trying to control everything around you because. Things are just going to happen how they're supposed to happen. And sadly, like, they're going to look different than than they do now. But, yeah. Um, we recently went down this rabbit hole really deep. <laughs> we did, yeah. No, we talked about, about it. I've been on this what train. what the future is going to look like. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've been on this train for a while, but I'm like, uh, on one hand, I, I fully am behind the, the environmental movement. And, like, obviously, if there's something that we can do anything we could do to curb our destruction um, in, in our wake of just being humans in the 21st century, then that would be cool. But um, but you're also saying like there needs to be some level of like acceptance and maybe almost right. like kind of blind faith. Yeah. Well, I wish there was like a, wish there was a mass level of like awareness of what, what's happening, but we're talking about, a problem that's so deeply rooted in every facet of our life. Like, totally. we, like everything we interact with, everything we touch. Um, I just is, listened to a podcast about how much up. water it takes to make a pair of jeans. Yeah. And I was like horrified. I was like, what now I have to feel bad about wearing jeans. Right. Like, well just, I mean, we <laughs> we talk, everyone's so concerned about burning fossil fuels yet. Um, everything that you touch and interact with in, in a, you know, in a developed country mm-hmm. has likely been made with some sort of petroleum product. Like sure. the, the list of things that have petroleum 
in in it or are a byproduct of a petroleum like product is nearly everything. Yeah. Um, so to reverse that, I think, I mean, even though that's only happened within the last hundred or so years, it, I think it would take it would take equally as long to reverse it, if not more. We have people that depend on that system now and everything that we, you know, everything we use. Like, And and also, even in, in third world countries, too, it's not just developed countries. It's like the world. Um, anyway, so I guess my, my whole thing is like, do what you can, but this is the path we're on. This is the path that's been yeah. sort of laid out now. Well, it's also kind of, I think what it sounds like it's control what you can, which is your own outlook and your own perspective and your own stress levels and that kind of thing. So if right. you could figure out a way to move into the future, how it's going to be, but have a positive outlook, like that's just, that's like of all course. we're going to have yeah, essentially sure. is what like you're saying. Yeah. And when it comes to like, my <laughs> it sounds so bleak, but uplifting at the right. same time. When it comes to my kids, I just picture them like these little, like Star Wars type little princesses that are like <laughs> fighting for, for life in this chaotic world that's unfolding. You know what I mean? They're like, good thing they're tenacious already. Yeah. I kind of just think they're going to be a little like, warriors of sorts that just <laughs> doing cool stuff saving saving what they can you know saving lives at least in a good way or some sort of i don't know what it would be wow <laughs> no pressure for that yeah <laughs> that's amazing though as I don't long know. as they're having fun really it doesn't matter i think that it's um i think it's really cool to have this really almost it's a it's realism at its deepest but yeah. still with a positive outlook yeah, I mean, we're, we're fucked. Yeah. Well, okay, so. so in light of this idea of your girls uh, becoming little warriors, if, if you personally had a superpower, what would it be? Mm. I think it would be cool to be able to, like, swim around and eat plastic <laughs> and, this and is awesome. degrade it. Like, if I could turn into this gigantic whale that just could, like, engulf tons and tons of plastic at, all at once and, and, like, have it just come out the back end, like, this fresh stream of... of Trash compacting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. The plastic compacting, eliminating yeah. whale. Yeah. This was in the text you sent me the other morning. Yeah, it we was. had a long night That's of so like funny. rabbit hole conversations, and I wake <laughs> up in the morning to this like very complex text from you, um, and this idea of being a plastic compacting well, the, whale. The craziest <laughs> thing is after I sent that text to you about the enzymes that that can break down plastic, I read an article that somebody's discovered an enzyme that's breaking down plastic right now. So maybe there's hope. Yeah, it's the the natural world's working itself out. That's like literally the most gener generous, non-self-involved superpower wish I've ever heard. She's like a, a <laughs> sick like black whale that freaking <laughs> mashes trash. <laughs> I literally like, I love this. That can should you be your Halloween costume. Yeah, I sick. can picture it. I, I love we it. Need, now we just need like Maybe my brother could do a sick painting of one of those things. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. I don't, I'm like so distracted by that. I can't even like move forward. Um, okay. So I have had some really fun experiences with you jamming and playing on guitars and I know you love music. And so I want to know like, what is your go-to karaoke song? 
Like, first choice. Boom. You have to do karaoke. Like, what are you going to do? The easiest one is the weight, the band. Okay. Yeah. That's like, that is your jam. Like, I feel like we've, like, played that yeah, together. Yeah, for sure. like, I haven't played it. I, like, hold the guitar. That's like, <laughs> that's like, uh, yeah, it's like a theme song. I don't know. It's, that's it, so true. I feel like if I had thought about that question, I would have known your answer before. Yeah, you probably could have figured that out. Yeah. There's That's something about one. that song that just I keep rediscovering more meaning, like the more and more I listen to it. Um, and it's a, it's a fairly simple song. Sure. And I, I don't know what they were thinking about when they wrote it. I'd love to know. But um, there's it's pretty You're cool. You're learning still. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think music's so cool because um, it's just, just like art um, in a lot of ways, like, if you meet a cool artist or like an abstract artist or something and you ask them what their painting is, cause it's not very clear <laughs> to the upon first look, you know, they're going to be like, well, it's, what do you think it means? Totally. You know, um, music's the same way. Yeah. I mean, I, not the all music, songs, the, but there's a lot of the music that I like seems to be like, they really, it means something different to everyone who listens to it. Um, and that's sort of like anything, I mean, all of our our world view, like how we understand the world, is is um, is different than the person sitting next to you. Yeah, that's that's a hard thing to remember. Yeah, it is. I Especially think it's an important in, thing to remember, in Western it's culture, it's like we're we are built on this uh, system of conventional thinking where when you're told what a word and it means and it's associated with like a fact like that is blue that is a brick that is a sidewalk totally. and then that's what you always associate that meaning with moving forward um so yeah our brains are like just attuned to that type of thinking but so every podcast we're doing this game that i like to do called two highs and a low but with you i want to do it a little bit differently okay i want to know two highs and a low of being a dad like being a dad. dad. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, two highs. I mean, there's so many highs, but <laughs> I... It's a hard question, yeah. but that's why it's a fun exercise. I mean, if you just start at the very beginning, like the, the day of birth is like insane. Wait, it's, you have to tell the story of Alden. Uh, Alden. This is such a good story. Yeah. Try not, I mean, to, try not to use the S word, even right. though we're, we're dancing on the line <laughs> in the story, but... Right. Yeah. Well... I barely made it. Yeah. So I barely. You made were in it Montana, yeah. like five hours away. Yeah, I was. Yeah, six Didn't you hours get pulled away. over by a cop? I did. So I was. I was. I was um, in Montana and um, convinced that Alex was going to be past her due date because <laughs> our doctor was like ninety nine percent chance for sure. Like I'm positive. <laughs> I'm only telling you ninety nine because I have to. Like there's still a chance. But yeah. She's like, you're probably going to go past your your dude your due date um and alex obviously you know we knew this trip was coming up she's like it's gonna be pretty close to my due date <laughs> um but we had some outside pressure from somebody on the trip who really wanted me to go yeah. um, and he this guy doesn't really like no for an answer um but anyway not that that really matters because i wanted to go but um i ended up yeah uh, she, she said she was having contractions. I told her, okay, cool. She's like, I don't think it's the real thing. I was like, can I, I'll get in the car right now. 
can drive home. She, and really, in hindsight, I should have. But yeah. <laughs> she told me not to. So the next day, I'm like, I sort of um, wake up to like a couple missed calls. And she's like, I'm, I've already driven myself to the hospital. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I. But you made it. Frantically get in the car and leave Big Sky. And yeah, I got pulled over on the way. And the guy was, I'm like, I had my window down by the time he walked up. And before he could even open his mouth, I was like, speeding? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, classic story. My wife's in labor in Salt Lake, and I'm trying to get back there as fast as I can. He was like, okay. Well, he went back to his car first. So I was like, oh, man. But anyway, he came back and said, just do whatever you can to do the speed limit. Yeah. And, um, no ticket, though. No ticket. Good. Yeah. Some, so anyway, sometimes it works out. I made it. So but that's the, so that's one high then. Yeah. That making making all them spurts, but yeah. then probably that the would have been one of those too. real lows. Like I would have. <laughs> yeah. That would have been years of beating myself up for yeah. for that mistake. But anyway, yeah. So the Second process high. starting there is yeah. super cool. Um, Second high, second high. Uh, I think, I, I really think what it's given me is this completely different outlook on life. Um, where, whereas before I had, I used to have, and still do, have these like sort of grandiose ideas of what a- adventure means and having fun. I mean, look at us. We like, totally. we're thrill seekers. Like We like to jump off stuff and we sort of, we get what we want now. Like adrenaline junkies, we're like used to getting that rush when we want it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really calmed me down. It took a while, but to like be able to sit there and have fun in an environment that I wouldn't have previously categorized as fun mm-hmm. in my brain is, is pretty profound for me. Yeah, such um, a gift. And, and like, I feel like it's really, it's changed my level of like this need to sort of control that outcome of, of how a situation, like we're going to go on a hike and we're going to reach that peak and otherwise it's not going to be epic. Um, cause that when you have kids, it just doesn't work that yeah. way. So it's like, it's really <laughs> helped me eliminate expectations in a lot of areas, yeah. which I think is a really cool life shift for me. Yeah. I'm not really into like cheesy quotes, but some I read something the other day that was, uh, happiness is the present minus expectations. And that's yeah. just yeah, no, basically I, what you're saying. Exactly. I've, <laughs> it took having kids for me to realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So then what's the, what's the low? Um, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of lows. The low, so I'll just, I mean, that was sort of a general high. So general low is like, on the other hand, although that shift was really cool for me and has been great, um, it is definitely tough for me coming from so much freedom to realize how selfish I was. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think I was a selfish person. And really, like, doing what you want all the time <laughs> like you might I think not it's a be selfish, a very selfish person but I, and I just like whenever people would talk about people dying and they're like that was so, he's so selfish like he died doing what he loved but that like he was he was doing something so dangerous anyway I never thought of that as being selfish but now I sort of understand because when you have to uh, give yourself to another being and really 
it's a it's a level of responsibility that I never had. I didn't I didn't realize how little yeah. responsibility I had yeah. prior to having kids. So that's that's been a shift in some some days it's hard for yeah. me. But overall I think I'm adjusting to it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I think you are. I do think you have your hands full at that house of girls though. <laughs> yeah. Well, life is really about just adapting and I think we're, it's so true. Like humans are so afraid of change. Yeah. I'm definitely one of those people. Yeah. But wow. I'm, I'm like realizing that. But you've embraced it full on. I yeah. mean, it's been really cool to watch like as a friend, you know? Cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. So you told me that you had an awesome story. Okay. Tell yeah. me your awesome story. Uh, well, making Alden's birth was pretty awesome. That was, that was a good story. That was like a pre-story. Right. And then. <laughs> Being home well in advance for the second kids. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, too. Uh, no, the, the crazy story I have, I guess, it's just really the first one that comes to mind. But um, I was going to meet my twin brother in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was backpacking Europe after we graduated high school um, with another friend of ours. And my mom, I wasn't going to go. My mom talked me into getting a ticket. Um Booked the flight, I was pretty excited, like, get to Paris to Gaulle early in the morning, sort of out of it, like, teenage kid, you know, from Tahoe, and, uh, I, you know, I get off the flight, and I, I still have, like, a nine-plus-hour train ride to meet Hunter in Biarritz, which is, like, the very southwestern corner of France, um, and my first experience with trying to get help from somebody in, in the Paris de Gaulle airport was like, I'm asking if I'm asking this guy where my baggage is coming out. And he's like, like, do not say good day in your country. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. That's how this is going to go. But anyway, found my way to the train uh, station within the airport, get on the train, like cruising down for hours. This is still back when people were smoking cigarettes, like on the train, like, sat in cigarette smoke for so long I think by like hour eight I just decided to have one Um, and I'm asking people like are we getting close to Biritz yeah and all these French people they didn't really and, and not that they were not trying to help me they were but they were speaking French back to me and telling me how much further I had to go or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay. I didn't understand that at all. You yeah. Know? Um, and then we get, you get to a certain region and it turns into Basque country and right. all the signs are like crazy X's with dots over yeah. them and accents and all kinds of like spelling, like in this, the, the way it sounds is totally different. Like when you hear the, the loudspeaker in the train saying what stop you're coming up on and you look at the sign, it sounds completely different. Cause obviously uh, my I wasn't attuned to that language. <laughs> anyway, so I know I'm getting close because the night it was supposed to be about a nine hour train ride. It's mm-hmm. like I'm coming up on nine hours. Like okay, I don't know what town. I'm like I don't really know what town I'm supposed to get off. All the signs are in Basque, and um, I'm like asking, asking, asking. I finally just get off. Like this has to be it. <laughs> like this sign starts with a B, and I get off, and this dude on the on the track right there, it's like, Hunter, Hunter. Wait, <laughs> I'm what? Like, I was like, wait, no way. So I run up to him and I was like, no, I'm not Hunter. I'm Hunter's twin brother, Dash. But I'm looking for Hunter. And he's like, dude, get back on the train and go down three more stops. No 
way. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? Who was the, did you That's get back on the train? Yeah, I did. And I found out, like, after you, I just ran back on because the doors were going to close. Mm. So I didn't have time to talk to him at all. But I, I did meet up with Hunter. And, yeah, three stops down was oh the train gosh. stop I was supposed to get off at. And I started um, talking to Hunter. I'm like, dude, this guy, <laughs> I got off the train, and this guy knew who you were. And he was like, I started to describe him. He's like, oh, yeah, we were hanging out with him for, like, a week in this other town. So, anyway. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah, so this like, guy, they had met like, at a youth hostel. They had met, yeah, I would have got <laughs> off, and this was, like, before Uber, I had a Eurail pass, so like you only get so many punches, and we well, were supposed to travel. Many, I mean, I've yeah. I've had plenty of debacles with European trains, right. and like yeah, like I mean, I would have worked it out, especially but. like many years ago. Yeah, there's no cell phones. Hunter and I didn't have cell no, phones. Yeah. Like, it was. I had yeah. a. I I lived in Paris in college, and I had a similar experience, like getting into the airport, like and and just totally messing up my train. Really? It did not go well. Nobody was nice. Yeah, people were not nice. So <laughs> me asking, like, yeah, trying to figure out where I was going, <laughs> it was yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, totally. Oh but my I'm gosh, not, that's crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. But so that really like set the bar for that trip. I feel like because um, it's like, well, the world so is really so small, you know, so small, and and things just work out like just work out. this, you, this, this circles like back let, to like yeah. ruling the world for a if day, you like. let go if you just let go and let things happen like oftentimes if you don't if you're not worried about how it's gonna all unfold it just it'll come together oh man there's been a couple of the podcast guests that have said things that are like speaking into my mind and i think that was just one of them let go yeah yeah it's a hard one for yeah. americans especially for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh well um we've definitely taken up tons of time and thank you so much for being on the podcast yes and dash where can people follow you or find out what you're doing uh i really mostly only focus any of my energy on instagram so if you look for me there that'd be cool at dash long yeah it's at dash underscore long not dash dash long it should just be a dash that's yeah. long <laughs> yeah no it's dash underscore long but don't forget the e on the end yep. it's a lot. yeah yeah it's not regular long, it's long. no it's french it was french sure it was french and they took the accent off after the war copy that well ladies and gentlemen dash long thank you so much for being here this podcast was brought to you by Warren Miller Entertainment, who you can follow on social media at Warren Miller ENT to keep the good times rolling. This episode was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller team. Art is by Barclay Wyrock, and editing and mixing were done by Jason McDaniel. Music from APM. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to like and subscribe. Even better, leave me a comment or find me on Instagram at aingerbetson and shoot me a note. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Don't miss Face of Winter presented by Volkswagen. I am sure it's coming to a theater near you soon. Until next time, everyone please start doing your snow dances and we'll catch you next time on Long Underwear.